In this episode, we talk with Daniel Thompson from Noma Collective, and this is a company who specializes in digital nomad retreats, meetups, and anything else for remote workers who are looking for an adventure, an excursion in exotic locations. And this could be potentially one of the best investments you make in your business and or both your life in 2024 or whatever year you're watching this. So if that's of interest to you, then let's get into today's episode. Welcome everyone to the Partner Up Profits Podcast. I'm your host, Joey Viancourt, a former introverted small towner who now adds value to businesses by sharing the most effective ways to grow and scale using affiliate and influencer partnership strategies. I'll share the lessons I've learned over the past 15 years while helping my clients generate more than 100 million in sales. We'll also dive into productivity hacks, mindset, and the newest trends from real case studies and expert interviews. You're just one partnership away from changing your business. Get ready, partner up, and profit. Let's get into it. Daniel Thompson, man, it's a pleasure to have you back on the podcast for part number two here because we didn't have enough time together in Belize. So what's going on today? So it's a rare rainy day in Merida here, so we're taking advantage of the cool breeze. They say eladez here, which is a very Yucatecan word for when it goes from 35 degrees Celsius to 25. So any normal person would probably still feel hot, but but uh, we are in like one of the hottest places in the world. So um, so yeah, it's a rare a rare cool moment where we don't need too many fans. That's awesome. Uh, we're in, I'm in Canada, as you know, and the last time we were together, it was smoking hot and sweating in Belize, which was great. Now we're getting into the winter months here in Canada, and I'm just like pining over going back to Belize next summer now. <laughs> yeah, man, me too. It was a great experience. I think like, you know, for, for our first trip, I think we had a bunch of awesome, crazy people that joined us to make that happen. And, and now we're kind of rolling out the the official first year of, of family trips and and it's been it's been received really well so I, I I'm super happy yeah we had an incredible time um I guess we should circle back to like what is Noma Collective what this episode is going to be about and and who can really benefit from this so you're one of the founders of Noma Collective take us through what it is who it's for and who could benefit and where it's going yeah totally so Noma Collective is a digital nomad slash remote worker travel community. Uh, we essentially do two to four week trips around the world, facilitating remote workers so that they can travel while still maintaining their job or continuing to be an entrepreneur. Um, I think like the the way I like to explain it is we, we solve two problems. You know, one is that uh, travel can be daunting and time consuming. So we have this kind of plug and play uh, set up, you know, turnkey, if you will, where you come and everything's ready. We pick you up from the airport. We make sure you have a good co-working space, internet, all the things that you need to to do your job, and then also have fun in that local uh, location. And then the second thing is that remote work can be a bit lonely. We've all lived through COVID. You know, we know what it's like. It offers an immense amount of freedom, but it can actually kind of be a bit lonely in that living room. And so now that all of these restrictions have rolled back and we're post-COVID, it's like you don't have to do it from your living room. You can do it from anywhere in the world. But do you have those people to do it with? Do you want to do it on your own? Sometimes people want to make that jump and sometimes they don't. So what we have is this plug and play community. There's at least 10 to 20 people there, similar, like-minded, ready to enjoy that beautiful place with you. Yeah, it's um, it's something that I didn't re- realize was was needed because I've been doing this since like 2008. I've been remote worker, you know, before it was cool to be a remote worker, before it was like modern, right? 
And nowadays it's, uh, it's something I'm used to, but I'm seeing a lot of people um, in teams that get lonely. It's a very lonely thing to be doing if you don't have outside access to people or friends who are also remote workers. But I want to reshift this a little bit because I was thinking before this episode, why it was so important for me to communicate this as a different um, perspective to businesses. Being a team leader or a company leader, you have to be responsible for your teams and their happiness. And it's harder to do in this digital age, even though the instant gratification and benefit of working from home is like, hey, I don't have to commute. You know, I get to work from home, I get to work in my pajamas, whatever the case is. But the fact is, as a team leader, as a company leader, now you have to deal with churn rate, retention. Are they happy? Are they engaged? And I think that one thing that changed for me, and we did this before I was even aware that there's digital nomad trips out there, was that uh, I was invited to go to Panama um, from our CEO at the time. And uh, well, he's still CEO, but he invited me at the time. And I never really traveled outside of Canada and the US. So I was like still, you know, <laughs> very inexperienced traveler. And I was kind of hesitant to go. And when I did, and I got to meet the team in person, when I got to experience the real life version of them and the culture that they wanted to build and their vision and the mission and us bonding in person just exponentially grew the relationship and the culture from that moment forward. And those five or six people that were on that trip together, we were then able to extend that courtesy to more people and invite more people to these types of trips and grow the teams and the culture much more than we ever could had we never did these type of trips. But it took a lot of effort on our part to do that. And I think that in 2024, one of the best investments somebody can make if they have a team or a company is to look for a digital excursion like this. Because what a unique time to live in. First of all, like think about like 100 years ago or 50 years ago even. <laughs> like how crazy insane was to think this was a possibility nowadays. So anybody that's not traveling, if you're remote working and experiencing the joys and the adventures out there, um, I just think you're going to regret it eventually at some point if you look back and say, why didn't I take advantage of that? Yeah, I agree. Um, I mean, I think there's there's several buckets that we can get into. One is, you know, your personal growth. One is the team bonding. The other is retention. But I think let, let's start with with with, with the kind of bonding um, part of it because I, and and I've read a lot of different things about like you know what is missing from the remote work life, and I think a lot of what people always go back is that there was this ability to connect with your uh, co-workers in the physical space. And I think what a lot of people miss a lot of the time is that when they're trying to push these back to the office type of narratives, that's the number one thing they focus on. And they forget about all these things that we've gained from not having been in the office, you know, like not having to do the commute, spending more time with your family, all the things that I think makes someone generally happier in their life. And so when I look at those conversations, I go, it's like, it's not always about going backwards if we're missing something. It's about going forwards. And so, like, I think what what Noma is trying to solve is okay. How do we uh, how do we manage this this issue of, of of bonding in the new remote work world? I don't think it's going back to the office. I think it's setting up these retreats. It's it's having a once a quarter meetup or once a year meetup by where everyone gets in the same room. They bond. And then that bonding continues through those virtual meetups. I think it's that first initial connection, that physical connection that is valid. I just don't think it needs to happen in the office. I think there's a better way to do it, right? I, I think that the value adds of going back to the office aren't outweighing the value adds of the remote work. We just need to figure out how to do that without going back to the office, which I think is, is, is the whole point of these retreats. 
Yeah. I mean, it's great we get to meet remotely, but to your point, there's something just not satisfying about never getting to meet a person in a personal live environment. Uh, it's just, you can't compare it. Like uh, I've been on both sides and even though I'm a self-proclaimed introvert, <laughs> I still enjoy these experiences. I loved it. It was very, um, again, like the bonding experience that happens in person is much more than you can ever get for remote locations. So here's the thing that I want to kind of talk about now. Businesses probably want to do this. They, they see the benefit in it. <laughs> How are you kind of helping solve the, that's a logistical nightmare for me. Okay. So I don't want to have to plan this for my team. It's too much. I don't have a person. I don't know if we have a budget or like how are we going to make sure everyone's entertained and happy? How are you guys bridging the gap? Because I know that recently you guys have made a big play to help businesses now plan their retreats and do all this for them like a done for you program. Yeah, I think it's the same premise as, as someone who who's working on their own. You know, there's a lot going on in your job. Everyone's busy. Everyone's got stuff to do. Like adding on what is essentially an entire new job is something that is a massive roadblock. And so, like you know, just as we take on the responsibilities for you personally, we want to and are doing the same for companies. So, I think that you see bigger. So you see companies that are remote focused already understanding that the retention benefits of this. I think that like older companies, companies that didn't hire originally remote are still struggling with like to, starting to see the benefits of this. And I think that like, as we go into the next generation of workers that were born into remote work, I think it'll be very clear that like the benefits for these trips and the sm relatively small amount of money that you have to pay to do something like this will f will basically you know come back to you tenfold with with you know retention, happiness, and I think general productivity. So yeah, yeah, and I, I think it can be viewed a little bit like well we're just going to be vacationing and and not getting anything done. <laughs> You know, it's like, it's going to be a very expensive vacation for the company. And meanwhile, we're actually going to miss out on the objectives of the quarter or something. But to your point, it's kind of like pausing to go a bit faster as you go. And um, one of the questions that I had for myself is like, people probably think of this as it's a vacation maybe, but as much as it is an adventure and it's exotic locations, which we'll get into where you guys are going in 2024 and maybe beyond. Um, it's you guys have done a really good job, at least in the family adventure, which is the only one I had to take part in so far. Um, I'd like to do more, but it's a good balance. You give freedom and and breath for people to actually have time to work. And the internet's fabulous where I was. You guys vet everything too. That was another benefit that I was always concerned about. Um, but yeah, how does like it differentiate between a vacation, the traditional sense of like, you know, going out for seven days to a resort versus like a trip like this? What's the differences and like why should businesses consider it to be different than just doing an all expenses paid vacation for their team? Yeah. Well, it's not a vacation. I think that's the main thing. Like, you know, when, when people would do this in the past, if they were in the office, it'd be some sort of bonus or some sort of like, uh, reward for for doing whatever these employees did, and only a certain amount of employees got it, and then they and then they go on a vacation essentially. And I think we need to clearly separate us from that. Like you know, one of the the main thing is that everyone is going to continue to do their their day job in the day, except they're all going to be in that for that moment. They're going to be all in the same physical space. And over and above that, you know, we overlay uh, quite a few kind of team bonding exercises. We get experts in to help in whatever area that company needs. Um, a lot of what we do just with our traditional trips, it, it, you know, is we look at the people that are on the trip and we make a bespoke calendar for them. So the same goes with these work retreats. People that are coming on board, 
the the uh, line managers. If it's if it's a, spe- a specific team, we'll have a conversation with them. What sort of things are you looking to build? What are you trying to do? What are the goals that you want to get out of this retreat? This work away retreat, let's say. And then we would build something specific for them. So if they're looking at that at just simply like you know team bonding exercises, then we would bring in a specialist for that. So I think like the main differentiation is, you know, we're not vacationing, everyone's working. And on top of that, we have a nice overlay of a bunch of essential like activities that will help the line manager or the CEO or the team in the way that they, they, they want. What I really liked to what you guys did is, um, typically I'd want to send somebody to go vet the location, right? I'd want to check out everything. And that requires somebody's time, effort, and money. And the reason why I really liked the pre-vetting was the fact that it took all the guesswork out and the worry out of that equation for me. You know, it was just like, I just want to show up, <laughs> plug in and give me a schedule and itinerary. And to your point, it's customized to a la carte for your business and what your objectives are for that period of time. Um, what are other typical objections you guys might, maybe you've heard on some of the calls you've been on with like clients who are a little bit hesitant to want to book or businesses that were like, you know, this is what I'm concerned with. How do you guys accommodate for that? I think that making sure that it's actually going to do the job, be in, be it internet, be it the speakers, be it, you know, whatever sphere that comes around the unknown, I think is the number one, which is, is it goes back to your point, like, you know, Belize, which is predominantly where we do most of our retreats, although we, we do have other places like Panama and, 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 and Kenya as two other options. You know, that's a very well-worn path. You know, we've had like 600 people plus come through that location. And, you know, we've nailed the B2C and now the B2B is kind of coming in over and above that. And I think like one of the things we always say to people when they have that concern is, hey, look, you know, we've had X amount of successful, you know, trips run in these locations. And that's why now we're, you know, we're we're moving forward with, with kind of bigger groups and, and teams because obviously it's a massive concern. I get it. You're, you know, you're, you're a line manager, you're a CEO, you don't want this to affect productivity. So I think like the fact that everything is there, ready for you to go, get off the flight, you're picked up and then you're ready to go. You know, that I think is, is the main concern that most uh, business owners and, and managers have. I think maybe the other one would be that it's just simply an un- unknown, I think, is the number one. Like, what what am I going to get myself into here? Like, is this going to, you know, really add value? And and, and I think that it, it sometimes takes a, a leap of faith in these type of things. It, uh, one of the things I've noticed is companies that have already done these trips, you know, are very much more open. It, it's, it, it's a little bit easier to go, hey, you know, we're just going to do these trips in a better way for you rather than some rather than a company that hasn't. But thankfully, most remote first companies understand the need for this because we're all experiencing year three right now and year three has come with a lot of burnout and so we're kind of like in this process of understanding it's like okay yeah we need to deal with this situation of burnout we need to deal with the situation of disconnection and the only way to do that is is to meet in the physical space so so i think companies are starting to take the leap now and, and i think that's the main reason yeah, I, th- I think that's super spot on with like year three of relative to like COVID and when everything kind of shut down, there's an isolation feeling that's emerging amongst teams. And I've seen it like firsthand with the teams that I work with. Uh, so many people are craving those experiences. 
And why not serve that? Why not be like the the, the gap or the, the bridge builder between like, hey, your passion is you want to travel with, you know, maybe your family or maybe with you, just your spouse and you want to get it together in a unique location and experience more than just work. And now work's providing that for you. So yeah. I think from a, a hiring perspective and a retention perspective for companies, it's one of the best investments you can make in a team. The other thing I'll say is that even if you're sending like team members to events, it still can be an isolating thing. So I've been to like events, like networking events, you go by yourself, you have to go meet a bunch of strangers, which might be good for business, you know, and it's like networking and stuff. And we still have to do that. But that is not the same as what we're talking about here. I think this is a unique experience that increases the bond building between you and your teams. And again, looking at this on an ROI and line item, like, you know, in a budget sheet, it's a no brainer for an investment. I just think that more teams need to, like you said, get familiar and comfortable with the process and all the unknowns that go with that. And the more you guys build the business, the more you guys, you know, have the references from people and including myself, like I went to Belize. Um, I had a great time. I got to get a golf cart and drive around the, the Placencia the entire time and just have a blast. And uh, I think that's something else we could talk about, but there's a family component of that and where that goes. Um, Tell us about like the locations you guys are serving today um, and also just some of the, maybe what's your favorite location so far? Yeah, for sure. One of the things that just came to mind before, um, you know, we get into that is is like, you know, we, we've spoken pretty heavily about all of the, the the side of this that's very like linked to work and productivity and, and all of those things. But I think something that happens naturally in offices is, is after work drinks. And it's something that allows for bonding. And I think that like, that trust within knowing someone in a more personal level and being able to understand them and have those moments outside of just pure work is something that's worth mentioning before we get onto the locations. You know, those moments of driving around Placencia with families, it's the same principle with these retreats. It's like, okay, we do the work, we do all of the um, different activities. And then you've got this free time and you've got it in this amazing place. You're going to have these bucket list memories with your coworkers. You're going to climb a volcano with your coworkers. You know what I mean? That's that's something that you will remember for the rest of your life. And I think that those bonds that you create with that are, are really important. And I think that they're slightly intangible in the sense of really knowing what that will do to your team. But what I've seen firsthand is that those bonds that you make they only only help in, in in everyday work life, you know. So so that's probably worth just adding on there before I jump into to your question about locations. Well, yeah, and, and I will say that um, that is. I mean, I was so focused like on business, but I was forgetting the whole component of the personal side of people and just developing those other bonds. Which, to your point, you can't do in a remote environment from like Zoom meetings. <laughs> you know, like you could try, but it's not the same feeling. So. Um, it was an incredible experience. I would just say that uh, the excursions, plus I didn't, I, I know that we can pick a la carte and like you can personalize it to yourself. I also like the idea of like someone else was managing and, and doing some selections for us, which took out the, uh, the biased opinion of some things and opened our minds and eyes to other possible opportunities we might not have considered for ourselves. So it was, uh, yeah, it was incredible. But yeah, I'm looking at the locations here and um, I wish I had more time to travel. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in these days, but I mean, Colombia, Belize, Nicaragua, you guys have a long list. Uh, and yeah, so which one is your favorite or which one's like, you know, the place you love? Favorite, dude. Favorite's hard. I, I would say that like, if you looked at the time that I've spent in the countries, 
probably my favorite place is Buenos Aires. I lived there for like six years. You know, I love that place. And I feel like, you know, we try and deliver a unique local experience in every location that we do, but like I've lived that experience. And so I feel like we, we definitely deliver that. Kenya, another bucket list, you know, trip going, you know, to Africa and being able to do a safari and all of the, what comes with that, I think is pretty unique. Um, I think every trip has its own unique, uh, bucket list experience like guatemala climbing the volcano you know everyone i speak to who does that says that that's like a you know a life-changing experience we've got three new locations this year we've got uh portugal obviously lisbon is a hot spot for for remote workers and, and you know we felt like we needed to jump in there so we're we're partnering with yon which is a great co-live space and we're really excited about that it's in march and then we've got two trips at the end of the year, one for Day of the Dead in Oaxaca and the other uh, in Marrakesh in a, in a 20-bedroom Riyadh, which is like a pretty authentic experience there. So, so those are the new trips. And then, yeah, of the existing ones, you know, we do Panama regularly, we do Belize regularly, we do Buenos Aires regularly, we do Antigua regularly. Um, I'm not sure if I, uh, Barcelona, we're going to do two times again this year. We just finished Barcelona, it finished three days ago. So yeah, there's there's that we we we've, we've managed to kind of take over Central America. We're slowly moving into South America, and and then we're starting to take a take a claim in Europe and Africa as well. It's, it's awesome. Um, I think that uh, in the next kind of two years, the plan is to have three minimum of three locations in all the major time zones. So so that's kind of so that you could essentially travel the world with us. That's amazing. What um what percentage of people? Or digital nomads versus maybe some businesses doing the retreats. Like I know you guys started with the digital nomad play, but is that starting to kind of balance out a little bit more? Or what's the percentage look like? Yeah. So what I mean, what has always happened is on just like yourself, you know, you're you're an entrepreneur. Like we would have ad hoc a bunch of people who 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 are kind of business owners coming on their own, or maybe with one or two team members and just being part of a traditional trip. That's always happened. Um, now that we're actually fully focusing on doing retreats, um, I would say we're at about ten percent of our trips and our retreats, and, that, and that's happened in the past three months. You know, we officially launched our team retreats about five months ago, so it's been very, very quick. I think more quicker than we thought, but you know, I guess there's there's the need for it. And then you know, I think probably family takes up a big. It's going to take up a bigger part. And then, yeah, our traditional trips are now broken into some more experiential stuff. We're about to do our first Friendsgiving. We have, I think, 25 people meeting up for Thanksgiving, all friends, and we're going to do a big banquet. So that's really cool. So we're starting to do a couple more experiential-based trips. We're about to launch a trip in the next month, which is a trip to London where you get uh, like, I think, five different festivals that you can go to wrapped into the ticket price. So that's really cool. So we're, we're, we've kind of got this, uh, we've got kind of several overlays now. We've got an overlay for teams, we've got an overlay for family, we've got an overlay for different experiential trips. So yeah, it's exciting. And you guys have quite the alumni building. Like I was checking out the the group and it's like, holy, there's a lot of people in there. And it's it's a, a very collaborative group. Uh, from what I noticed, people are like, hey, I'm traveling here, anyone else meeting up? And all of a sudden you see friendships starting to develop. You know, so outside of the business realm of things and the culture building and everything we just talked about, there's an opportunity for just digital nomads in general to be meeting up with new friends and new people on trips totally. that 
always available regardless of if the business initiates it or not. Um, and that's really cool to see just like, uh, you know, cause again, I feel like I'm so behind on this stuff. I'm looking at it and like, oh, this has been going on. It's like, it's normal for other people and I'm still like learning as I go and I'm just so impressed by it. Um, but I did make note on that. I wanted to, for a business, like let's say that in 2024, they said, Daniel, I'm sold on this stuff. I, I'm in like, how do we start? How do we work together? And what's the timeline look like? If somebody said that mm -hmm. I want to organize a trip, um, is it like, so give us a timeline and a breakdown of how that would work. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think this it's worth like any business owners or or who are listening to this, you don't have to jump straight into a retreat. You know, there are a couple other options. One of the other things that we're doing is is just essentially us being an approved partner for your community or your company to travel remote. And and you know, because I think a lot of companies are worried, you know, okay, one thing is a retreat, which is amazing, right? But the other thing is like, hey, I just want I, I want to let my team know that they can travel while working. But sometimes there's it's a bit scary because you don't you don't know where they're going. You don't know that necessarily like where they're gonna choose, they're gonna be able to deliver on what, you know, they say they're gonna deliver. So some of the things that we're working is just kind of as you have an approved partner for many other areas in your business, we're your kind of travel approved partner. And then the you know, the the employees can travel on the traditional trips on their own accord knowing that this company is kind of like approved Noma Collective. So that's some, and we, and you know, if, if any companies want to do that, we can work out like a special discount for their employees. And that might be a way for them to, you know, pre-retreat, start to get a feel for how those, you know, employees work while they're on those trips. So that's something just to think about. Second is that, yeah, if you want to do a retreat, you know, we need a minimum of probably six people. I think that's probably like the minimum you would need to do that. You know, the lead time realistically is is two months, but people are generally booking this six months out at least, you know, especially for their, oh, it's more for them and their teams rather than us. Um, you know, we, as I said, you know, Belize is a year round destination for us, so we can turn it around pretty quickly. Um, and what does it look like? Generally, what happens is I have, you know, I, I'm generally dealing with most of these at, at this moment. You know, we're still a small team, so I will speak to the CEO or the relevant person, We'll have a chat about what they're really trying to get out of this. Generally, people, when they're reaching out to us, they're already having their head, you know, something they're wanting to get out of this, right? Wanting to team bonding, wanting to get like team release, wanting this to be a bonus for their sales team. There's some sort of core goal that they have. And then together we'll help build that. Some teams want stuff very minimal. Some st want stuff really detailed. Like for example, I'm, I'm working on several um, uh, trips right now. And they're literally polar opposites. One is like, I just want to, I want, I want everyone to work. I want us to meet up afterwards and and I don't want anything else. And the other is like, no, 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 we're going to cut work at midday every day. And we want four hours of training on like team building, for example. So it, it really just depends on what they want. Um, and I, and I guess it is worth, you know, saying this third option, which is kind of the third area of the B2B model that I'm looking at is we're actually finding that not just businesses want this, but actually communities that were built in the digital space want to then meet in the physical space. So it doesn't necessarily even have to be a business. It can be a community. It can be a group of friends. I, I've, 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 uh, closed recently a basically a friends reunion just a group of friends that used to do it together they can't they don't have the time to do it anymore they came to us we do it and i've also closed a, a community like a digital nomad community that had grown during covid 
and they finally wanted to meet in the physical space. So I think it's it's like really what we're doing is just facilitating the meeting in the physical space in for whatever group of people, be it a company, be it a community, be it a group of friends. So that that's like, you know, I don't think it necessarily has to be a company. Obviously, that's like one of the really important parts of it. But I, I um I think that it it's it's just focusing in on that like facilitating meeting in the physical space. I'm I'm really glad you brought that up because um, they were that even considered as far as like your your primary like avatars of customers and who that would be. So even like a mastermind group that you know does like Slack masterminding, but they want to be in you know actual location at some point. That's really interesting. Um, so like to recap, you know, especially if you look at the Noma Collective site, there's already uh, locations and dates planned. So those are like available. And then it sounds like you can also do custom a la carte planning with you and your team. A little bit more like deeper planning has to take place, maybe a little bit more lead time, um, usually a minimum of like six people. What's the maximum groups you can accommodate? So in the big, I think the biggest group we've ever had is like 52 people. And that was a like high season in Belize um and it was uh yeah it, it, it look it, like we can scale with the with the community what happens is is it just generally breaks down like we you know we have a we have a kind of a uh, 15 to 1 metric for community managers so you know the bigger the group the more infrastructure we need on our end but it's totally possible i think um uh you know umaya as a location has 48 condos uh, umaya is our location in belize uh where we run our trips 48 two-bed condos. So our max amount right now would be, yeah, what's that? Uh, 96 uh, people, I think, would be the max that we could do. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that the sweet spot for, for this is, is probably around, yeah, 40 to 50 people if you if you do it as, as a big team. I, I think that, um, yeah, we're open to, to larger groups. Um, we would have to add some infrastructure, but that's all super easy to do on our end, so. Yeah, and you mentioned Belize. Man, I got I got to share a little bit of Belize because it was just an incredible experience. So we wanted to go and travel as a family. This was one of our core missions in life. Once we had kids, it was like I want to be traveling. I want the kids to be part of our life, and I don't want to have a separation between business and personal. I want this beautiful merger of both, so that you know when I'm traveling, the kids are coming with us, my wife too, and we just we we travel together. That's it. We'll never probably be digital nomads like full time, but like we'd be waking up, <laughs> we're in Umaya, we're on like the ground floor, walk out on the lagoon side, get to see like, I don't know what they're called in uh, Belize, but like the big lizard looking crocodile things there. They just like be walking around, we kind of like get the sightsee and just for free, you know, it's like almost like a zoo that you could actually be a part of. <laughs> and then we have groups of people beside us that have their families there. They're also remote workers. so. You have so much in common with these people, even though you've never met them, at least in our experience with the family edition, being that I didn't know anybody before we actually got there. We had a discovery call and it was nice to hear from people, but like we had no idea what to expect. And we were just surrounded by such wonderful, loving, kind, nurturing, supportive people that all were in it together and all had the same dynamics, meaning they had kids, they're trying to make it, you know, trying to get their work done. There was care for the kids during the day. They had, you know, you guys had a day camp going on. The kids had a wonderful like Montessori style education in the daytime. And then we got to, you know, do stuff in the evenings with our kids and the other families. And we made so many great friends. And to this day, we still talk to them. 
and we got to experience so much in a limited time span that I like, I'll, you know, I'll be honest, before we took the trip, there was so many questions like what's going to happen? How do you travel with kids? You know, especially if it's your first time, which it was for us, it was scary as hell. Um, after we did it, we're like, oh my gosh, like why did we scrutinize over this so much? And anyways, I just, I think it was an amazing experience on the family side. Anyone listening that has a family that's looking to travel and make this work, this is like your first step you should try. <laughs> Even if outside of the business stuff we're talking about today, it's definitely a great family experience that you guys have started. You know, I think it was last year was your first uh, camp you guys put together and now you've opened some new ones this summer. Yeah. 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 I mean, like, you know, the family was born out of the fact, but I had a kid and looked around and but there was no infrastructure to do this and I wanted to continue doing it. So um, I think that we are, again, living this as we go. You know, this is just something that wasn't possible a couple of years ago and now it is. And sometimes just that simple connection of two things, you know, summer camps have been happening for ages, remote work has been happening for a while, putting those two things together. And as you said, merging, merging those two worlds and making them one, I think it's better for everyone. Kids get more time with the parents. Parents get more time with the kids, and and I think the kind of the final thing that you touched on, which is which is, is is something that we really always try and do, is you know, like-minded people to experience this with. You know, we do vetting calls. We make sure that all these people have similar understandings. Not not completely the same because we don't want to bubble either, right? But it's like the there is something about someone who wants to make that jump, who wants to you know try something new. That, that you often have a lot, of, a lot in common with. And so I think that anyone who is unsure or has some fear or or anything like that, you know, we have a, a great team to to talk you through it. We're actually starting seminars, actually, um, the where people could just come and join and kind of talk to me and talk to alumni. Because I think that it is so new that there, you know, people get scared and it's it's logical. I totally understand it. So I think like, you know, just to open it up to anyone who's listening to this and going, oh, it sounds interesting, but I'm not sure. Reach out, have a chat with us, you know, have a chat with you, have a chat with me and make sure that like, you know, before you make that decision or you discount it, see if those fears are real or not. Yeah. It's dangerous though, man. It's a slippery slope. Start doing one trip. You're going to want to go full on digital nomad. <laughs> I think that like, you know, some people go full nomads, some people do a couple months a year, some do once a year, whatever is the right pot for you, you know, we're there to help. I think that the full life isn't for everyone. Um, and I think, you know, there's a general curve. I think, you know, you do, if you're a full nomad, you do it for a couple of years, you find a place you like, you end up spending a bit more time there. I don't think, you know, there there is the odd person who's nomad forever, but I, I think there's, it's, it's like that, it's that balance. It's about finding what you want that works for you in that moment and then the reality is those things change over time as well and so it's, it's hard to think that the same place would give you the same thing that you need for the whole of your life i mean that's it's that's unlikely so so why not have a look around the world and see what works for you absolutely well well said um listen daniel and i talked before the call we're going to be giving out a little bit of an extra incentive for anybody looking to make this jump, make this leap next year, try the trip, whether it's with a business or yourself or your family, you guys have a bunch of trips lined up in 2024. And whenever you're listening to this, I'm sure that you guys are going to open up more trips. So we're going to arrange for a specific link. It's partneruppprofits.com slash Noma. Use the code partnerup. I can't tell you exactly what it's going to get you today, but it's going to get you a very sweet deal for the next five people who go there. And then, of course, partner up will continue to be active and get you a little something, something. But for now, Daniel's been kind enough to share a very um, 
a, a very nice incentive to get people over the line and uh, benefiting from this wise investment. Um, I want your craziest testimonial from somebody that went on one of these trips that first pops in the mind as to like, they got married, they discovered, you know, this or that. What was like something, a story that sticks out to you? So the story that sticks out to me is we had an ex-vet uh, who was, I think, stagnant in his life. He had PTSD. He was, uh, he told everyone at the start, don't wake him up on the beach because like, you know, he may like be like, you know, freaking out basically. And he, he, ba he, uh, had this transformation uh within three weeks uh he stopped having ptsd he stopped having those nightmares he ended up selling his car like letting go of his lease and he's been full nomad now for uh about a year and a half he's lost a bunch of weight he's raring to go he's a completely different person so that that's the one that stands out because it's like a full transformation but we've had uh We've had a couple marriages. We've had a couple babies. Um, yeah, there's, there, there, there's there's quite a few I could go into. That's awesome. Um, it's transformative going on these type of trips and experiences. Like you know, the things that happen afterwards, you can't even predict. But it's it's a very satisfying experience, and I can speak from just personal experience. And this was a trip with my family. Okay, like let me tell you, first thought is like stressful, but it it wasn't. Well, okay, there was some stressful times, but not because of any of the reasons that you guys brought on. It was just like it is a little stressful to travel with the family. But um, we'll end here. I have one more question for you, though. We uh, we skipped over one question whenever we got cut off in Belize when we did the interview. Unfortunately, my I think my phone timed out on me or something, which was embarrassing. But that being said. Um, I always have a top 10 fire question round for everyone on the podcast. I think the one that I missed was uh, what's a bucket list item, which, you know, talking to you, I don't know if you have any left, but what's a bucket list item that you want to do or just a new chapter in your life that you haven't written that you want to write? I want to, I want to discover India. It's a very personal one for me. I want to go to India. I want to live it. I feel like I need, it's calling me. I, 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 I have to go there. There's something so unique about it. There's something so different about it. You know, I, I really feel I understand Central and South America and Latin culture. I've done it for like 12 years. Obviously I'm British, so I understand Europe to some extent, um, at least my experience, but that is just like. There's something there. And every every time anyone speaks about it, they're like, oh man, you could go for a year and you haven't even seen half of it. You know what I mean? And so, you know, I think that's like, I don't know when, because I don't know, I don't know when I'm gonna do it with my little one. I don't know when it's gonna happen, but that's that's the that's the one for me. All right, man. Well, that's gonna be uh the other question I usually ask is uh, what are we celebrating the year from today? It might not be a year, but we'll definitely uh celebrate that when that happens. Daniel, it. it's Always a pleasure to chat with you. And I'm so excited with what you guys have put together and what's coming in the future. And for everybody that's going to experience this, trust me, take the leap. It's worth it. I'll have some links in the show description below, partnerupprofits.com slash Noma. Use partner up. It's going to give you a little gift, trust me. And uh, you're going to be talking to Daniel probably straight up in an interview at some point and maybe even meeting him up in person. So Daniel, any final remarks? As I said before, you know, don't let fear be the reason that you uh, you don't at least do a bit of digging in this. Um, it's it's a jump. It's something new. But, you know, we're happy to. Uh, what's the saying? My partner always said, we've got your back, but we don't hold your hand. So I'll <laughs> leave you with that. Amazing. 
Thanks so much for being on the show and everyone listening, trust me, do it. You're not going to regret it. And we'll see you on the next episode. Take care. Take care. That's all we've got for this Partner Up Profits podcast episode. As always, I hope you leave here today with one new idea that you can apply to your life and business. I'd be forever grateful to you for leaving a review of this episode. And if you like it, rate it a five or give it a thumbs up and just leave a quick comment in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you tune in to listen. Also, make sure to link up with us at partnerupprofits.com on social media. And please just share, share, share this podcast with anyone who you think might enjoy it. Until next time, remember, you're just one partnership away from changing your business. Let others do the selling for you and get ready to partner up and profit.